We both looked at each other and I was like, um, we've never been parents. I can't even keep plants alive and they want to give us four kids. Stories of Hope is a podcast about people who meet needs and change lives. In this episode, John and Carly Souza had only been married a few weeks when they began the journey of foster care, caring for orphans and outcasts in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Stories of Hope from Send Relief. Let's bring them home. We were sitting in church and um, the missions pastor was doing announcements and he said that Clark County was in desperate need of foster parents. And so one day John was like, you know, I really think we're supposed to do this fostering thing. And I was like, oh, dang it, I think so too. So that's where it all started. Newlyweds John and Carly Souza decided God was calling them to be foster parents. So they signed up to be certified. The county, desperate for help, fast-tracked their training. So still just a few months married, the caseworker presented them with a shocking proposal. She pulled out a piece of paper from her pocket, and on that paper there were three sibling groups of four listed. And she said all three of these sibling groups are court-ordered to be placed together. You guys have space to take a sibling group of four. How do you feel about taking one of these groups? (laughs) It was a shock uh, to be 23 years old, uh, to have just been newly married, and to bring home four children. Regardless, John and Carly accepted the challenge and took in four kids. The oldest was only five years old. John traveled for work, and so three days later, he left town. That's when Carly began to doubt this decision. I can remember sitting on the couch and just feeling like, Lord, I don't know why you thought I was the right girl for this job, but you were wrong. An older family friend came over, and Carly learned about the importance of a support system. And she said, why aren't these kids napping? And I was like, well, they told me they don't take naps. And she was like, honey, they don't get to decide that. And I was like, I don't know, I've never been a mom. So she came in and she's like, here's the plan. I'm gonna put them down for a nap and you're gonna go take a shower. And I was like, okay, I like that plan. That was just the beginning. Eventually, with the support of family and friends and naps, Carly and John got the hang of this parenting thing and the children continued to come. We had a biological son in that time, so we had five kids, and at that point I transitioned to being a stay-at-home mom. And then we brought home a newborn baby, and actually just a few weeks after we brought home, found out that we were pregnant again. So our youngest two baby girls are one day shy of nine months apart. For those who might be math challenged, 10 years later, John and Carly now have seven children. They are seven, eight, nine, 11, 13, 14, 15. Um, Five of those seven are adopted. And then we had one biological son, adopt one more, and then had a biological daughter. What's a household like with seven kids going to soccer, gymnastics, and music all at the same time? I think for that, you have to take a peek into our van. (laughs) I think the van says it all, just simply because you can step into our van at any point in time during the day and know where we've been and how quickly we need to get there. And it all needs necessities. You know, kids forget shoes, don't worry, we've got shoes in the van. (laughs) Kids forgot breakfast, don't worry, there's plates and forks and spoons in the van. Uh, There's snacks in the van, there's blankets in the van. I think it, uh, life around here is, is fun. It's incredibly fun and it is on the go. Heart of the black, Taylor that smack, Omicro deck. I like to play music and write music and rap and 
all sorts of stuff with music. It came from my really tough past. Jose is 15 and the oldest of the Sousa's seven kids. He was five and the oldest of the first four who came to live with John and Carly. He's also the only one really old enough to remember his life before that time. Me being the oldest from there, knowing the most, they were always out. I had to take care of the younger siblings. I'll probably always have those memories when I was younger. It was pretty hard. Sun's out, so you know, I gotta go get it. Staying right, so you know, I'm with it. On me, that's crit. House on a hit it. Man, I'm in a pennant. Cross as a pennant. I like just in it. Say it like you meant it. So hard to prevent it. Man, I just spent it. I write my music so people could hear battles I face, and I want people to listen to my music and see that you're not alone. The fact that our kids have now been given the opportunity to break the cycle and that when they grow up, whatever they decide to step into, whether it's being a rapper or being a professional athlete or, you know, they have all these dreams, but like they have a family to fall back on no matter what happens. At seven kids, John and Carly felt like they had reached their capacity in their home, but their county still had so many more kids who needed help. Clark County is constantly in a desperate state as far as foster care is concerned. I think the fact that Las Vegas is such a transient city has a lot to do with that, where there is so many alternatives that might temporarily feel like family. They just get sucked into um, human trafficking or gangs. Carly and John launched Fostering Hope with the goal of getting more Christian families involved in foster care. The group is hosted and supported by their church, Hope Church. People in churches look at foster families as one of two things, either like complete heroes and um, like they're not accessible almost, or like complete crazy people, like why would they commit to doing this? Fostering Hope models what it looks like to be foster parents and supports families who take that big step. The group represents 15 churches in Las Vegas. For John and Angela King, seeing the Souza's and other foster families made the possibility of being foster parents feel real. We decided um, to foster through a process of prayer and exploration even before we moved to Vegas. And then when we came to Hope, there was uh, a real clear vision for a ministry that was just starting. So about two years ago, we really started launching into that journey and, and preparing to be foster parents. But I think we had never really seen very many people doing foster care, so it was very scary. <laughs> so when we moved here and were around other families that were doing it, it was like, oh, okay, maybe that's something we can handle. <laughs> now the Kings have three biological children, nine, seven, and four. But they are also fostering a brother and sister, four and one. But they have seen lives changed even beyond their foster children. For believers to recognize their calling and to step up in their communities where there are foster kids, I mean, it could have a huge impact. You know, if each church, if one family would take a foster child, there wouldn't be any kids waiting anymore. I mean, we've seen people from the Department of Family Services come and visit our church because they just want to know what's the difference? Why are there people from this church who are just flooding into our system to take care of kids that they don't even know? For John and Carly Souza, their church and the other families of Fostering Hope, the lives they change will outlast them. Their senior pastor always says, you know, 100 years from now, Hope Church will probably not exist. But what will we do in our community that will show 100 years from now? If the church were to take back that, that responsibility and, and, and put its full force behind it, it would have a generational impact and it would have a significant change. 
The Souzas don't have to look any farther than their own home to see that generational change. Even though our house is loud and crazy and messy and smelly and um, all sorts of things, it's better than the alternative. If you were to ask any of our kids at a moment's notice, there's a kid in our community that needed somewhere to go, every single one of them would say, let's bring them home. What did I pop that I find? You can hear the change in the rhymes of 15-year-old Jose Souza. A place where we thought there's no hope, there's no no way out to a place where we could just praise God for it. This has been Stories of Hope from Send Relief. Let's bring them home. Fostering Hope is helping churches and believers learn how to reach out to the orphans and parentless in their community. To connect with them or to learn more about how Fostering Hope does what they do, go to sendrelief.org. And join us in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.